Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. your host Paul Gant and for the next 90 minutes we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it I want all your ideas all your opinions and all your beliefs and of course as always you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion you have an opinion number to call 646-727-3070 that's 646-727 3070. You can listen to the show blogtalkradio.com slash pecan. Send messages to the show on Twitter at go for it again. G O F O R I T G A N T. Also, same thing on Facebook, go for it again. Also, hit us up on the website go for sports.com where we continue to talk sports. And have fun doing a great show lined up for you today. Expect to be joined by actor and one of the stars of Ray Donovan on Showtime. Actor Pooch Hall will be joining us to talk about that show. Talk about Mayweather McGregor. Pooch is a boxer. He was a boxer, you know, in the Golden Gloves. So he he knows a little bit about the sport. So we're going to talk to him about that. Also, Hall of Famer Willie Rofe will be joining us. Willie's got a great thing going right now. Frame your game. So make and, and go to the website, frameyourgame.com. That's frameyourgame.com. So it's a great thing. Put it on your cars, put it in your house, put it everywhere. So a lot of great places where you can frame your game. But uh, Willie's going to talk about that in a few moments. Also, we're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick and also get his thoughts on um, CTE. And, you know, and what's going on with that, you know, a lot of players, unfortunately, suffer from CTE. So we're going to talk to Willie about that as well. One thing we weren't able to talk to Willie about was Ezekiel Elliott because we had taped the interview on Wednesday. So we didn't get a chance to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. And, and I'll touch on it for about three minutes here, and then we'll go right into the Willie Rofe interview. Ezekiel Elliott, if you didn't know, if you were hiding under a rock somewhere. But Ezekiel Elliott was suspended six games by the NFL for the, you know, violating the personal conduct policy. And again, this is stemming from a domestic violence incident that happened last year. Last year, out there in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, to be exact. Here's the thing with this. Uh, the DA, the attorney, you know, in, in Columbus, Ohio, did not pursue any type of charges against Elliot. So he was not charged. And one of the reasons he wasn't charged because, quote unquote, conflicting and inconsistent information. So they didn't charge him. He has not been charged. Let's be clear about this. And let's say it one more time Ezekiel Elliott has not been charged with anything. 
anything. Now, here's also the thing. And why, while I have a problem with guys getting suspended for 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 things they weren't convicted of, I, I do have a problem with that. At the same time, there are many places where you work, where people work, where you could get suspended from your job and or fired from your job from things that aren't necessarily against the law. If you're an educator and you're posting crazy stuff on Facebook and, and, and social media and Twitter and things of that nature, you could get suspended or fired from your job. If you're on social media and you're saying crazy things in any profession, you're saying crazy things on social media, you could lose your job. So the reality of the situation is you could lose your job and not necessarily lose your job because of something you were convicted of or, or of a crime or anything of that nature. You could just get suspended because, it, you know, obviously it's not good for your workplace. It's not good for a, a teacher to be posting crazy things if that person is supposed to be educating children. And if it affects your business, it's not good. Now, here's the thing. Elliot has appealed. And, you know, we'll see what happens. He has three days to appeal, but he's already appealed. And, you know, the Players Association is involved. And, you know, Jerry Jones is furious. So who knows where this is going to go? Who knows if this is going to stand? It might not stand. It could get reduced. We've seen it. So this is far from over. This is just begun. Obviously, missing Elliott is going to be huge. Missing a guy who gave you sixteen over 1,600 yards last year. Missing a guy who gave you 15 rushing touchdowns last year. Missing a guy who was a pro bowler last year. Missing a guy who's one of the best backs in football. That's hard to replace. But Derek McFadden's going to have to do it. Alfred Morris is going to have to do it. Ronnie Hillman is going to have to do it. Rod Smith is going to have to do it. Possibly. Could be six. Could be three. Who knows? Could be none. But the reality is Ezekiel Elliott is suspended. And also, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This could be a great thing for Ezekiel Elliott. First of all, he's a stud. He's he's a flat-out, absolute stud. He gets it done. And we've seen that. He gets it done. And the thing with Ezekiel Elliott, still young, still a young man, 22 years old, about to be, well, yeah, 22 years old. So, so this guy has the, you know, the opportunity, the chance to get right. He's still young enough to get right, still young enough to change some things in his life. And hopefully he can. And sometimes in life, we need to sit down look at ourselves a little bit and figure out what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What do I need to change? What do I need to keep the same? And Ezekiel Elliott might need to do that at this point in time. And this might not be a bad idea. Well, not idea. Obviously, you don't want to get suspended. But this might not be a bad thing for him. Might not be a bad thing. Sometimes we got to look that man in the mirror in order for that man to make some change and change his ways. Maybe, just maybe, 
This is the chance for Ezekiel Elliott to get right. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. That is the case with Ezekiel Elliott. Hopefully. Because the kid has so much talent, so much ability, so much potential, and you would hate to see all that ability, all that talent, all that potential just get wasted away, wasted away, because you don't know how to act right. That would be sad. But we're going to bring in a guy now, Hall of Famer, done some great things in the National Football League. Obviously, in order to be a Hall of Famer, you got to do great things. And this man, Willie Rofe, did some great things on the field. And now he's trying to do some great things in the business world. Frameyourgame.com. We're about to bring in a guy now, doing some big things. Obviously, he did some big things in his NFL career, Hall of Famer, of course. And now he's doing some big things with license plates. Frame your game. Frameyourgame.com. This guy is doing some big things with that. So if you're a fan of any team in the National Football League, you're going to love this product, especially if you have a car. And if you're a fan of a whole bunch of different college football teams, you're definitely going to love this product as well. Let's bring him in now. Hall of Famer, Willie Rofe. Willie, how are you? Man, it's doing good, man. It's good talking to you again, Paul. I know, I know it's been a while. Uh, you know, I hope you get better with your Achilles. You just told me about it, but, uh, you know, things are things are things are going good, and uh, you know, uh, the kids are growing up, and uh, you know, life keeps going down in Florida now. That's what it's all about, man. One day at a time. So let's get down to it. Frame your game. I mean, I, I know you went went into this with you know a bunch of different other NFL players: Earl Campbell, Hall of Famer, Tim Brown, a Hall of Famer, Damani Dawson, a Hall of Famer, and you even have Mark Ingram, a current NFL player. Talk about frame your game. What what is the idea behind it? The idea behind it, man, is to frame your game, whatever your game is. We want to frame it up, you know. Uh, you know, this started Paul a few years back. You know, I met Neil in Vegas. He showed me a picture on his phone, and uh, you know, with, with this and talking about how we just build your car, and it was something it looked like a helmet. Nothing would have looked like now. And three years later, it goes from that to we have lines of product, patent approved. We were at the Hall of Fame. We, we finally came there. We didn't have a lot of product. We we had about 150 pieces on us, but it went so well. Uh, the fans really liked the idea with the metal plates because they're very durable. Uh, it's laser printing, so you can have – we had a bunch of the guys going in the hall with their pictures on them, or if you want to, what they were real excited about was being able to download your picture from a game, your selfie. We had two grandmothers – at the end of the, on Sunday, they wanted them for their grandchildren, so they sent the picture they liked, downloaded it on the metal frame, get it sent to their house, get the helmet sent, and then you can frame it up and put it on your wall. If not, you can take our product and put it on your vehicle, as you said before. So it's, it's multi-purpose. You can do different things with it, and, you know, it, it, it looks well. And with the picture on that metal plate, you know, it just, it just makes it pop, and it has like a more of an HD different look. With the picture, and like you said, it's very doable, and, and you can get water or whatever on it. And and I think it's when you go to theme parks, it's more you know they put the little thing in the paper, and you take it home and you stand it up. But after a while, you forget about it. This is more what fans are really going to want in their house, 
because you can put it on your wall, you put it in your office, and it's in a nice display with the hat or the helmet or the baseball or with the football. And we have a heart that we'll be coming out with later. So we have multiple products, and I think uh, I think people are going to like it a lot. Let me ask you this. I mean, Kansas City Chief guy, New Orleans Saints guy, what's going on with Willie Roth's car? Are we going to see a Chiefs? We're going to see a, a Saints? I mean, what are we going to see in your car? Right now, I have the Saints one on Angela's car, and I'm going to have to put the Chiefs one in my car. I'll alternate. I'm going to put the Saints one and the Chiefs one in my car, and since this is blue, bluish purple, the Tahoe, I'll put the Louisiana Tech one, the hat on that, too. So I'll alternate okay. between the Chiefs and my colleagues. So, obviously, the response that you got this weekend, or last weekend, I should say, at Hall of Fame weekend was big time. You got a nice response. Great response, Paul. Especially, the, we we have we didn't even have a lot of Hall of Fame pieces. Next year, we're going to have Hall of Fame helmets on all the buses transporting people, all the cars driving around people will have our Hall of Fame helmet on it. And we'll get the Hall of Famers to sign it after the, after the weekend, and we'll auction some of that stuff off and keep some of that stuff for them or give it to them in gift bags. So next year, we will have, we'll be a lot more ahead of the game. Uh, you know, we're reaching out to the commissioner right now uh, to try to get this thing jump-started. Ronnie Lott is uh, going to meet with my business partner. He'll fly down to L.A. next week. And anytime you get Ronnie Lott involved, everybody knows he's a great football player, but he's a very good person and he's a good businessman. So, you know, we're just, we're just taking, we're taking baby steps, but you can't really take baby steps when we paid all that money for the NFL license. We want to say it comes from fruition, and I understand that a lot of these Colleges, Alabama, the Auburn, the UCLA, USC, Washington, are big time too. So we don't want to forget about them while we're locked for the NFL. We're also going to focus on these big colleges we have, LSU. So, so I'm looking at at the website. Obviously, you got the NFL, you got college football, and college sports in general. But the ultimate goal for you is other sports, NBA, MLB, etc. Yes, you know, my business partner, Neil, was in Toronto, and Rich Paul and LeBron was hosting a few parties up there, and uh, we got, I gave LeBron him a frame jersey, a jersey for me for his house, and we also have one with LeBron James in the hat with the, uh, with the, with the New York Yankee hat uh, for, with his picture in it, and then we got a Dallas Cowboy helmet with his picture in it. So, you know, if LeBron wants to get involved, you know, we're sending it to Rich Paul, you know, he would be a great asset for us to try to get the, ML, the NBA license. And uh, the goal here is to launch this with the NFL and to, uh, like you said, piggyback on it when the NFL season's over. You got the NBA starting in October, and then you have the, the, NFL, the uh, Major League Baseball starting next April. And the Major League Baseball license is uh, a lot cheaper than, uh, than, uh, than the uh, NFL license. And the NBA license is probably a lot cheaper, too, so. That'll be easy to get into. Like I said, we have a basketball product for the basketball season, and we also have the baseball with the Macy's if you don't want the hat for the baseball season. And so we uh, have other products we're coming out with, man, but we're, uh, we're just excited about the response and uh, being able to download a picture from the stadium and being able to go and get that in the store right there before you leave is our goal. We want the fans to feel the experience. 
and we want to be in our product. When you walk out that stadium or that arena or Disneyland or wherever it is, we want you walking out with our product and being proud of it. And if you don't want to get the metal plate, just put it on your car if you want to do that also. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rove. Willie's got a great new product out there, Frame Your Game. FrameYourGame.com to find more information about this great product that he's got going out here for you. So make sure you go to that website, FrameYourGame.com. So, Willie, you're a Hall of Famer, obviously, and obviously you were back for Hall of Fame weekend. What's it like, man? Obviously, you've been in the Hall of Fame for a few years now. But going back, seeing your bust, and, and just seeing some of the great things that of you that's in that Hall of Fame, I mean, how is it? I'll tell you, Friday I was a little late for the, for the uh, picture, did what I had a meeting for, and Thursday night was Kurt Warner's party. Um, I got there, I'm sitting in the room in the back, and, and Roger Stallback had just flew in. So I'm in there with Roger Stallback, Jimmy Johnson, Fred Belisnikoff, you know, and someone else is in the room. And when you sit there with guys like that that have all these years of experience and wisdom, all I want to do, Paul, was soak up that knowledge, soak up, you know, you want to be around. You want to hear the stories. You know, you want to soak up the knowledge. Uh, I, uh, other than football players, they're outstanding businessmen as well. So I just like being in the presence of these guys, Jim Brown, you know, all these men, these great men to come back and give, and they've done so much for the game. But outside of that, they're excellent people. So, you know, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was very special this year because, you know, Mr. Jerry Jones was in the hall and Jerry Jones, and they do a real big call. And when you're in a party, let's say a $5 million party, Paul, and you have Justin Timberlake putting on a personal concert with his own fans, and that costs me. And you look around, and I'm sitting with Papa John and his wife. Warren Buffett's walking through there. The owner of Fanatics walking through there. Paul Inc. is in there. It's, uh, the whole football team was there. I mean, Paul, it, it was very special. Uh, with, with Jerry going in this year and what he did and brought to the table. It was, uh, you know, they talked about ending the ball, the ball most party last year, and I guess Jerry had the outdoor. And, and, and <laughs> this is what I heard, Paul. Jerry Jones, after the hall, took his bus, which they don't let you do. I don't know if I'm going to be saying this, but I will say it. Took his bus on a private plane to Dallas at a party for his, for, his, for his friend, Kansas, to unveil it, and then flew the bus back to Canton, Ohio, <laughs> the next day. <laughs> That's a boss move, man. That's a boss move. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a boss move, because you're not able to take your bus out of that, out of that bus. Hey, what can you say? It's, it's great to be Jerry Jones. So, in comparison to your party, that you had, you know, a few years back. Jerry Jones party a lot better than yours? Jerry Jones had probably the best party that they've ever had there. It should have been as much as he stepped on it. I went to LeDamien's party the next day, LeDamien's Oliver, and I got there a little late. It was nice. I got to see T.I. perform eight songs. But after you go to some Jerry's party on Friday night, and you got the whole cowboy team in there, and you got all these, Motown, Motown, the commissioner of me, the billionaires, I mean, and, and just the ambiance, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a tent that was double stadium seating, all the 
lined up outside with gold on. They had light bulbs lined up along the wall that were flashing in sequence. There was um, it was something I was that I, I don't think you're gonna see again for a long time unless another big owner goes in. <laughs> we're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rofin. Speaking of Ladanian Tomlinson, you know he had a big time speech. A lot of people were talking about his speech. You know, talking about togetherness and things of that nature. But what speech in general, uh, you know, stood out for you? You know, you know, we getting able to know, getting able to know the guy's background. You know, I didn't, I didn't know Jason Taylor's story. You know, I didn't know he grew up on Section 80 with his family and the whole situation, what happened to him and, and his mom and his, you know, his sisters and everything they went through. Uh, Jamie Tomlinson, I know a little bit, but him putting that together with the Tomlinson name and being, 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 being uh, you know, being, being his great-great-grandfather, you know, being a slave, getting that name, and then going back to the site where that happened. And uh, you have a... Uh, Kenny Easley's speech talking about black black crime and, and, and you know Black Lives Matter. I know people don't want it to be political, and a lot of people don't like that. But it's you can't just section off sports from the rest of society. We have to deal with the present issues. So I don't think it needs to be overdone. And I thought they did a good job with not taking it, making it too political there, because it is about football. But what's been going on is part of society. And everything going on now with the whole situation with Kaepernick not being fined every day. You know, the owners just feel like they don't want to find it. So, um, it is what it is. Some people are, are, are not happy with, with, with the, what the guys did. But I didn't feel, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a bad place. And I didn't feel like they overdid it. You know, if they, if they, if they had overdone it, I would say that, Paul. But what do you think, Paul? I don't feel like they overstepped their boundaries. But I mean, they tell them what's going on with society. I didn't. I didn't think they over. I didn't think they overdid it as well. I mean, they they placed it in there. It, it was a part of their speech, but it wasn't a big part of their speech. I had no problem with what they did, you know. I, I and I think, obviously, it is about football. But I think at the same time, anytime you have a platform, you have to have a level of responsibility. That there's a level of responsibility that comes with that platform. So I, I get it. And, and I understand it, and I respect it, and I think it's something that you know should be said, and something that I, I was glad that they said it. I, I was very glad that they said it, and um, and I think it's something we probably should expect moving forward from others who get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think it will be, and uh, you know, you know, and it, I think it was a great, it was excellent speeches. You know, Oscar Gary went a very long time. It was his show. Uh, Kurt Warner's story, you know, not not being drafted, working bagging groceries and getting a shot with the NFL. Uh, uh, I mean, all those guys, you know, Terrell Davis and our pretty close friends, and, and Terrell, you know, going up to San Diego, you know, having to, having to go to a program, then the program getting canceled, and going to Georgia and playing his hamstring and getting drafted in the sixth round. You know, when people want to argue how long somebody played, look, Terrell was a great football player. Kenny Eastman had no control over what happened to Kenny. That's not his fault. So, you know, that, those type of situations, those guys, you know, didn't play as long. But you can't take take what they did on the field. If they had played longer, they would have they would they would have had some more years. But 
you can't control how long that body's going to hold up until your knee up, or if you, uh, you know, Kenny Lee, uh, you know, he's dealing with his Kelly uh, almost dying from kidney failure. I mean, right. guy was the first big linebacker that could cover. It took, took up a lot of space that would hit you and had that range. So, you know, he was one. Of, he was one of the guys that changed the game. Sure, for sure. I mean, Terrell Davis. I don't. In terms of numbers, I don't know if he necessarily belongs there. But at the same time, I, he's there. It is what it is. And, and kudos to him and everybody that was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame last weekend. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. So Willie. Let me ask you this, and we, we talked about activism on some level, Tomlinson's speech, you know, Kenny Easley's speech. We got Colin Kaepernick out here right now. I mean, as we all know, he knelt during the national anthem last year, and it was a big issue. And he was kneel- kneeling to, to bring attention to the plight of minorities out there and police brutality and things of that nature. But now he's having a hard time finding a job. Do you think he'll find a job? Maybe during the season if somebody gets hurt and they really need you, he might get a job then. But uh, the way it's looking, man, I mean, they gave Jay Cutler $10 million with incentives, but, I mean, he's making at least 5 six million. They gave him enough money for him not to go to the booth. For I sure. Mean, this guy... This guy had nothing like he wanted to play football the last two or three years. Let's, let's be honest, Paul. Jay Cutler has not seemed like he's motivated to be a football player. I understand that coach he had a good year with him in 2015, but Jay Cutler still has been very inconsistent. And when he first came to the league with Denver Broncos, I thought this guy was, was, was going to be a Hall of Fame type player. And, 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 and he has been – he has underachieved on the football field. You know, his demeanor. So, I mean – the guy threw 16 touchdowns and had four picks last year. And, it, and, and that's with a with the line changes, with a new coach, with a new system, with inconsistent play on defense. And, and, and around, so if he had better help and would have had a chance to be in a situation that with more talent, I mean, he would be, he would be better. So, you know, I, I mean, I hope the kid gets another chance. You know, he made a lot of money. Hopefully he's okay. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's going to be somebody's really going to – I think it's, the problem is this isn't going away, and it just happened last year. So can you sit away from the game a couple of years and maybe come back? I don't know. Right. And that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, the reality is 29 years old, but there's always the possibility that he might not play this year. And, it, you know, eventually – I think the longer this goes on without anything else going on in terms of, well, you know, here's what I believe could change the whole thing. I know there's a protest being planned, I think, August 23rd at the NFL headquarters. I believe that those things help. I mean, I know some people believe that it hurts his cause. I think it helps his cause from the simple fact that, and even if you're, you know, searching around social media, I'm seeing a lot of African-Americans saying, you know what, I'm going to boycott the NFL until Kaepernick gets signed. I don't know if they'll actually go through with it, but there's people saying it. And I know, you know, the NFL fan base is predominantly white. But if that African-American fan base is, you know, standing up and, 
and doing certain things and protesting certain things, eventually something's going to have to move. Well, yeah, and Spike Lee's holding something at the, at the league office. You know, all, you know, Baltimore being in them, but they don't, you know, they're trying to get it to get uh, a gauge to what the fans you, you know, most of that fan base is not African-American, you know this. And a lot of right. NFL now is corporate. So if you sign him, you don't want to lose your fan base. And, and, that might, and that might not be for one year. Those fans might say, you start capping it, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to have season tickets anymore. Period. So I don't think. And then they have to build their fan base back up. So I don't think they want to alienate their core. Even though he's, I think he's a young. He's still got five, six good years left in him. You don't want to alienate your your fan base. So I think, you know, what he did, and, and um, even up to our own fact when he did this in the '90s, he continued to play basketball a few more years. You know, right. he, he, but it was guaranteed contract. But he stayed in the league after that. So, I mean, it's, it's a it's a very tough, tough, tough situation to be in on both sides of it. I can understand his situation. And I, you know what? I had a conversation with my sister about this, and I can understand it from an, uh, an NFL owner perspective. Look, if the majority of your your fan base is like, look, I don't like this. You know, I, this offends me, so on and so forth. I get it from a business perspective. If it's going to hurt the bottom line, guess what? You're going to do what you got to do to protect your bottom line. And, and I get it from that standpoint. But also look at it from this standpoint. If you feel like a dude can help your best, your football team, excuse me, I, I think you should bring them on. And I think people forget quick. Like, there were a lot of people in Philadelphia who were against the Mike Vick signing. As soon as he got out there, had that big-time year, most people forgot. And so people have short memories. So if, if, for example, you went to Baltimore, Joe Flacco is out for an extended period of time. He goes out there. He does a tremendous job. You know, he, he gets victories for the football team. People forget. And I think... People would forget eventually. Well, I hope, you know, I hope, and I hope he gets another chance. Paul, I just think uh, it's a real touchy situation right now, and, uh, and I hope he gets another chance. Yeah, definitely. And, and we'll see what happens moving forward. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rofe. Well, Willie, let me ask you this. I mean, studies out here, according to a study, 90% of the brain study for CTE had some form of CTE, you know, some form of brain type of injury. You played 13 years in the NFL. Are you concerned? You know, you got to be a little concerned. I mean, I was on the line and been played 13 years, so yeah, I'm concerned. Um, would I would I do it over? Yeah, I do it over. I mean, I'm in a elite group, and uh, and. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's great to be in this hall, and it's letting me do a lot in my life. Right. And I think, I think at the end of the day, what you're saying, if you had to do it over again, you would do it. I think most people would say if they had to do it over again, they would do it. And they, and they would, you know, take whatever risks 
come with it. I mean, it is what it is. And I think most people would do it. So I, I think if I was in your position and I had the opportunity to play NFL football and I knew I could play 13 years and I knew I could make a decent amount of money, I would do it too. And I think most people would do it. I mean, you're doing something that you love. To get a chance to play at the highest level, the highest level was, was, was an honor and a blessing and it was a lot of fun. So, you know, like I said, uh, you know, it, 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 it was a lot of fun and I would do it again. And I think most people would do it. So fans, make sure, make sure you go to the website, frameyourgame.com. That's frameyourgame.com. You'll see a lot of great things there, a lot of different ways that you can support your football team, a lot of different ways that you can support your college. So make sure you go frameyourgame.com. And go there, support and, this and man. Paul, and Paul, we'll be the website will be getting better and better. You know, like I said, we got to update the website and get some things on it. We're going to be working on that. We're going to be coming with more stuff for the fans to, to be able to download their pictures and be able to get that sent to their house. They're customized. Whatever picture they have on their phone, they'll be able to go to our website and send them to a link where they can get their own picture from the event and get it sent to their house with our product. And with that center plate, with their own pictures in it. So that, that we're very excited about bringing that to the fans. So fans, you can also connect with Frame Your Game on Facebook and Instagram at Frame Your Game. So get there. Either go to the website, frameyourgame.com. Go to social media, at Frame Your Game. But no matter what you do, make sure you go somewhere and support all the great things going on with Willie Rofe. And not only Willie Rofe, Earl Campbell involved, Tim Brown involved, Dermani Dawson involved. So Steelers fans, Oilers fans, turn Texans fans maybe, Raiders fans. Raiders fans. So you support an NFL product owned by NFL players. You know, like I said, we will be giving back doing stuff in the community. So like I said, it's a win-win. It's a win for us. It's a win for what we're doing, trying to give back, and it's a win for us players trying to give something special to the fans. Frameyourgame.com. Support all the great things going on with Hall of Famer Willie Rove. Willie, pleasure, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Pleasure. Good luck with the company. Continue to do big things. I'll be be talking to you later on this year. Let you know how things are going. For sure. Look forward to it. All right. Hall of Famer, Willie Rove. Pleasure talking to him. And again, frameyourgame.com. We're going to bring in another guy. Those are big things. Ray Donovan air each and every Sunday on Showtime. That's each and every Sunday on Showtime, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. So make sure you check it out. We're going to bring in one of the stars of Ray Donovan, actor Pooch Hall. Let's bring him in now. One of the stars of Ray Donovan on Showtime, actor Pooch Hall. Pooch, how are you, man? Hey, yo, hey, yo, what up, y'all? I'm how good, you doing? Man. I'm great, brother. I'm great. We'll get to Ray Donovan in a moment, but you're a boxer. I mean, you did Golden Gloves, so you know about mm-hmm. the sport. I got to ask you about yes, Mayweather sir. McGregor. 
obviously, <laughs> McGregor has a puncher's chance. But beyond that, to me, he has no shot to beat Mayweather. How do you see it? No, it's really hard. It's, 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 it's going to be hard. I think so. It's going to be hard um, for McGregor because, you know, Mayweather is a, is, a, is a superior athlete in the boxing world. Um, I've had a chance to see him live, and I've never seen anyone move like him. Um, uh, McGregor, McGregor being from the MMA, you know, and, you know, used to wrapping people up that people don't understand in boxing is as soon as you tie up, the rest break it up. And it's like you get, you know, a, a restart. You know what I mean? You, uh, you break, and now it's time to set it up again. Mayweather has not stopped moving for 12 rounds at all. And um, there's a different type of stamina in boxing. Um, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's tough, too, in, in uh, you know, MMA where, you know, they're holding each other or just when you have another human body just holding you or grabbing you, that's tough too, but you have to grab Mayweather. Um, I I give the fight to Mayweather, not just because I work for him so time, but I just don't see, you know, McGregor doing anything to him. Uh, Are you going to be in the So room? fast and so... Say again? Are you going to be there? I will be there, yes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I can't wait to see that. Um, I think it's going to be a, a show. It's, uh, it's almost turned into a, uh, how can I put it, almost like something on the WWF, uh, WWF I guess. <laughs> you know, this huge show and, you know, and Hulk Hogan fought, you know, Andre Giant on the, the Rock fought Stone Cold or something. You know what I mean? It's, it's a show. It's a Whoa, two worlds collide, you know, type of thing. But as far as a boxing match, no way. I know Mayweather recently was like, well, I'm going to give the fans what they want. You know, it's not going to be a defensive fight. Who are you talking about? You have to. That man is so much bigger than him. He's bigger than McGregor. Um, bigger than Mayweather and stronger than Mayweather. And if Mayweather tried to get into a, you know, a blow-for-blow blow exchange, you know, I don't know if Mayweather would be able to hurt hurt that man. And if Mayweather get caught with one of his shots, it could be, it could, it could spell doom. For sure. So, I mean, I just think it's going to be more of a, of a show than, like, we're going to actually see a boxing match or right. two, you know, two great athletes. Because, I mean, I would like to see, I'd like to see Canelo and Mayweather I'd like to see Canelo and Mayweather again, or well, I'd like to see McGregor and Canelo fight. Right. Okay. Here's the thing. If McGregor finds some way, some miracle, some something, uh, and drops Floyd and beats Floyd, I would think Canelo and McGregor is a logical fight if Canelo beats Triple G. Um, that's, that's the fight. I can't wait to see Triple G and... Uh, and Canelo, um, like here's the thing. Here's the thing, Paul. Anything can happen in boxing, man. Um, you know, uh, who, uh, who who was it? The guy who caught uh, who was it? Who caught Mayweather at the end of the round? Who kind of like rocked Mayweather for a second? Maidana. Um, Maidana, yeah. And Maidana locked May Mayweather, but it's at the end of the round. But here's the thing, though. It, it, it's 
when I was coming up, man, it was like winner take all. It wasn't like, you know, two fighters, you're fighting a fighter on his terms in a sense, like he has home court advantage. It was like, when you fought, it was like, okay, the winner's going to get $25 million, the loser gets like 50000 or 100000 just for competing. You know, not like, okay, he's going to automatically get $10 million no matter what, whether, like, you know, another fighter gets $50 million. It's like, what are we fighting for? We're not fighting for anything. It's like we're, con- we're just going to, like, go in there and, uh, you know, entertain. Right. You know, we're not fighting to kill each other like they used to do. Like, we have no, we have no, we have no reason to, to win, in a sense. I've already won. If I sign a contract for work, I'm going to go fight you. And no matter what happens, I'm going to get, I'm walking away with $10 million. If I win, I get $30 million. It's like, well, $10 million, that's enough to feed your family's family's family. So it's kind of like, you know, now the only difference between Nate McGregor and uh, Mayweather is McGregor, I'm assuming, I mean, he's a he's a natural fighter. Like, I don't care about, I don't care about money. I don't care about who's got the, you know, the, the belt or the jacket. Let's fight. He's an Irish, he's an Irish-born fighter. Like, when you're a fighter, where it's like, that's, this is what I do, and that's what they want to do. It has nothing to do with, like, stats. Right. You know, um, whatever happened between them two to get this fight going, they got it going, two big names. Um, but, you know, if for some reason McGregor wins this, I honestly feel they won't really call it a real win because this is kind of like a WWF type of fight anyway. Um, I don't necessarily know if there would be another fight for McGregor after this. He'd have to really go in there and fight and, and actually maybe, maybe start over. You know what I mean? Because in a sense, it's kind of like, all right, are you going to be a fighter now? Because if you think about it, well, there's no commissioner in, in boxing. Because McGregor said, I want to fight Mayweather. I don't like Mayweather. If they put the fight together. There's no way if this was a, there was a commissioner or, you know, this basketball player wanted to come from, you know, Europe to go play in the league so he said he can be Michael Jordan. That doesn't mean you're gonna team and go burst Michael Jordan next 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 month. You have to like try out, you gotta make the cut, there's other fighters in front of you. There's, you know what I mean? That's why there's all hype and stuff behind this fight. No well, way this would happen if there was if Boston had a commissioner. Whoa. Well here, here's the thing. So his sanction by the Nevada Athletic Commission. I mean, it is technically a real fight, but to your point... No, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. To your point, it's more of a spectacle than anything. Yeah. More of a show. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If, you know, Mayweather's legacy is kind of secure, kind of secure, but at the end of the day, yeah. if he loses this fight, I think it has to affect his legacy. Your thoughts? I, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, I think at this point in time, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't feel Mayweather fought Pacquiao when he should have fought Pacquiao. He fought Pacquiao 10 years later, man. It's like he needed to fight Pacquiao when he was a buzzsaw. 
Because back right. in the day, when fighters called other fighters out, eventually it happened. The only reason we had Mike and Evander took so long is so Mike went to prison. That was about to happen. For sure. You know what I mean? You, 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 you make it, you take, you make that happen. You don't be like, oh, we have all these issues. They're like, yo, that boy's a bad boy. Well, he's a bad boy as well. Like, well, let's get him together. Let's see who's the batter. And that's what fighting was. Fighting was bragging rights. But then it's all of a sudden, 10 years later, and then it's like, oh, and then at that point in time, Pacquiao's been knocked out like twice to where I don't care what fighter or who, what fighter or who, who, whoever, who you are. You get knocked out, bro, changes your whole everything up. Right. You get knocked out. I don't care who you are. You get knocked out like swept. It changes your whole everything. That's how you look at as a fighter, how you move, how you train. Your, your, you know, just social, the, the, just the social, like, you know, uh, side of the, you know, the social side of it where, you know, that's all people, that's what people remember you from. The only one that didn't really affect, really affect was, was, uh, was Tyson. You know what I mean? Tyson still right. was the people's champ. You know what I mean? For sure. Even though Buck sure. knocked him out, everyone still loved Mike. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, Mike was a cultural icon. Yeah, bro. Mike was the man. Um, so I don't, I don't know, man. I just feel that Mayweather at this point in time, he's the one with the money. McGregor's the one with the money. I mean, they're, they're making it out to be a race fight. They're making it out to be two largest mouthpieces in, in sports fight. Um, you know, uh, you know, America versus Ireland. Like, they're making it everything. So why not? I mean, and it's a money thing. And, and I think at this point in time, both of them both have in mouths. It's like Mayweather had to say, all right, cool, let's do it. Let's fight. The only way this wouldn't happen is if Conor McGregor legitimately was like a 180-pound, like, cruiserweight or light heavyweight, you know. But, you know, and him, them getting to the weights to where they can make this, you know, fight happen. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just, you know, I'm not watching it for a skill set. I'm watching it for the show. Right. They're both. They're both. They're both hilarious. They're both good at what they do. And that I think. I think that's the allure. I mean, everybody. Yeah. I, I don't think you know. Obviously, if you're a purist boxing fan, you had to see Mayweather fight Errol Spence or or, or, or somebody of that caliber. You really don't oh, want to sure, see this sure. fight. But you want to see this fight because it's a show. It's the show. Right. Right. It's the show. But right. I think boxing, I think the, the, the show, the show that's coming, like the, 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 the undercard fight in a sense, or the main event, is, is the Triple G, is uh, Triple G um, and Canelo. That's the you fight. I mean? That's, that's, that's going to be a fight, bro. That's going to sure. be a fight. You know, How do you see that one? Especially if this doesn't live up to the hype. Especially if this doesn't live up to the hype, you know? Yep. So... Um, that's going to be a good always, one, man. That's going to be a real good one. Not to interrupt you, but there's always the possibility that this Mayweather-McGregor thing could end early. I'm talking about third, fourth round early. Yeah, but who? But, but, but are you talking about McGregor knocking out Mayweather? Because Mayweather's I'm, not going to knock out McGregor. Only, way, only reason I say that is because McGregor's coming from MMA's coming into a boxing ring. I mean, he's used to certain type of things, certain type of punches. He's used to getting punched 
by an MMA guy, but he's not used to being punched by a boxer. I mean, that's a whole other animal. Yeah. Think about it, though. When, whenever you watch Mayweather fight, Mayweather is, is a counter is a counterboxer, and he's, he he when you when cats get knocked out, right? When cats you can't get knocked out by an arm punch. Like Mayweather moves so much to where his his foundation, like as far as like his legs, he's not really like leaning, like laying to the punch to really do damage. Does that make sense? He's not really laying to the punch to, to do damage. He's moving. It's like you're on the defense like he's always been because he just does not get hit. You can't really, you can't really hurt someone because you're, you're, you're countering, boom, 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 and then you're out of there. You know, what people keep forgetting in boxing, you, you can land a punch just like you can just tap a person on his head or on his chest or on the side and score a point. Boxing not about knocking people out. Boxing's a point system. Like fencing. You see what I'm saying? And and so Mayweather being as elusive as he is, and and I and I and I've seen and I've seen a lot of fights. I mean I've been in them, I'm learning on the amateur level. Um, but seeing Mayweather's fights, seeing other fights, I haven't seen anyone seeing him live, I have not seen anyone move the way he moves. And, and for 12 rounds, I was like, it's like, it's the same thing in the NFL. Like, I've seen football games up close, and I, I have never seen speed like that, right. like the NFL. It's just, it's, it's, it's different live. And I just feel that Mayweather, Mayweather, Mayweather doesn't want to get caught by some wild haymaker by a bigger body person because... Number one, you've never been to the ground. You think he wants to go to the ground now? No. Never been knocked out. He wants to get knocked out now. No, you don't want none of that. And then and then and then it being then it being like, well, you know, how am I gonna let this dude who's not a fighter come in here and, and beat me or, or hurt me? There's 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 there is some there is some caution that has to be taken there based off of based off of um you know, the legacy that is in place. And I, I don't care what anybody says. He's 49 and 0. He would love to make it 50. And that 50 will be, will be an asterisk because he's a UFC fighter. Like, is it a real fight? I don't know. He never really fought another box, a real boxer before. And he went in there and Mayweather just made him look silly. It's like, eh. It's like, do you really call it 50 and all? It's like, eh. We'll see. We got to see what it is. You know what I mean? But I can't see Mayweather knocking him out or running the risk of letting me. The only way I see that is if, if McGregor McGregor um, tires out and just can't stand no more. And that's after, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, I've only, I probably fought, the most I've ever fought is probably six rounds total. And that's maybe taking one round off, but I was exhausted. And like, you know, and I don't have somebody, I don't have somebody hanging on me. I'm not hanging on somebody. We're just moving around. We catching shots. I'm throwing them in. I'm catching them. But it's like you like tired. So you're talking about 12 rounds. This man's never been 12 rounds before. He's done maybe what is it, 15 minutes and three, like what, five minutes and three rounds. They do I, think they, I think they do five minute rounds. I think they do five at the most. Yeah, but, five rounds at the most. Yeah, five minutes, and I think they do three rounds. So that's like what, 15 minutes, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think like it's five rounds. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, if you think about it, if you think about it, you they're standing there, and then half the time, you know, they they'll they'll rest each other and be on the ground for like one minute, just holding each other, trying to move around. That in itself is tiring. And then I've seen them get up, just cats just be like, you know, like can't even stand up because they're so tired. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now standing like that. And because and, I don't really think Mayweather's really, really going to hurt him. You know what I mean? It's not really, really going to hurt him. You know what I mean? Um, I think he's just going to beat him and just make him look silly. Now, if, I'll eat those words if for whatever reason he knocks him out. But I don't, I don't see, I don't see Mayweather trying to throw no blows with a bigger, stronger, younger opponent to where you know I don't want to run the risk on getting caught and falling down and being rocked. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? But, but here's the thing. I do not see it. Here's right. the thing. Like, I, I agree with you. I, I see what you're saying in terms of Mayweather stop, not stopping him early. But I think he could stop him late because of what you mentioned. You know, McGregor not used to going 12 rounds. And I think he could stop him late because of fatigue. And also because, again, McGregor, this is his pro debut. So he's making his pro debut against maybe the greatest fighter of all time. So, like, I feel like if a stoppage were to happen, I think it's going to happen late. Um, it's, it's, it's a possibility. It's a possibility where, you know, fatigue, fatigue beats him. But um, I can't. I can't call. I can say Mayweather is the greatest I've ever seen as far as athleticism in a boxing ring. But I won't call him the greatest of every time of all time. Uh, Muhammad Ali didn't duck nobody, bro. They fought, bro. Like, <laughs> I he, no. I, I I just I I don't call him the greatest of all time. Like I just I can't. Um, you know. I, trust me. It's like you. you there was no, there was just a lot, not a lot of politics involved as cats want to fight. It's too much politics involved into where it's like, I'm going to purposely strategize my career, which I give him props of having the power to do that, to where you can kind of dictate how your fights are going to go and you promotional fights or what have you. But as far as you calling yourself the greatest fighter, I can't call it. I can't, bro, because you ain't fight people when cats wanted to fight you. It's like, okay, well, we'll wait and see how... No, man. If you call yourself the baddest and you fight, that's just... Uh-uh, man. I was just like, hey, he's the greatest athletic person athletic person I've ever seen in the boxing ring. Like, hands down. Like, you you, you, you got to fight, dog. And you, you get that way by fighting. You know? That's but let me ask you this. Monster. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Altogether, based off of the amount of money he's made, and he's made a lot of money. And based off 49-0, and 0, it's going to be 50, more than likely. Based off of all those things all together, the amount of money he's made, his celebrity, and, and also what he's done in the ring, is it possible that we could say that Floyd Mayweather is the greatest of all time? And, and using all those different things, money, like I said, celebrity, and just the way he's used the game and picked the game in a lot of ways. 
Um, I can say I, I I can't I can't give him the greatest of all time. I mean, greatest is the reason why Ali's the greatest. Um, but I can't give Mayweather the greatest fighter of all time. I can say he he is a, in a he's an amazing businessman, um, and he he made it to where people hated him, to where they wanted to fight him, to where you know people love to hate the bad guy, and um, trying to be you know finding his own lane. He's found his own you know category or cemented his place in boxing history. Now, I can say, as far as entertainment, like he's probably the greatest entertainer as far as boxing, um, but as far as the greatest of all time, uh, greatest fighter of all time is Ali. I'll give him the greatest entertainer in the boxing in the boxing world of all time. I'll give him that because he learned, he, he, he mastered it. But right. also, with that being said, is is there's a lot of there's a lot of you know red tape and a lot of like you know eyebrow raising on certain things that's kind of like uh eh. like you can't really you can't really say hey guys explain this because you got all these different you know uh, uh, titles you know and there's no one real commissioner to like overrule anything. And it's kind of like he kind of made his own, you know, his own rules to say, you know, all right, well, I'm going to make it so I'm the greatest of all time. And it's just like, yeah, okay. But, you know, with that being said, you cannot be afraid to lose, meaning it's like if this can happen and not using excuses and all this other stuff to make certain fights happen in a timely fashion just to kind of get it out of the way. And, you know, the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight should have happened like 10 years ago. When they were doing the Max Pape Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, the fight should have been called Ode. O-W-E-D, Ode. You owe these people this fight, bro, a long time ago. You know what I mean? Point in time, Pacquiao was like, well, I'm making how much? So I actually don't really need to go in there and, like, knock you out. I'm going in there and get it. They were laughing going back to the corner, bro. You know? You were there, right? They were laughing going back to the corner. And good for them. And good for them. But here we go as far as a fighter. You want, that's who McGregor is, bro. That right. fool will get knocked out or choked out and want to fight you next week. <laughs> and not care. He don't care about a lot. I want to be the best fight. <laughs> Lost to learn how to do it, to, to learn what I have to do next as far as my mistakes. That's, that's what you call a true champion, man, because it's kind of like, you know, and that measures your heart because a lot of people, like, when they lose in anything, sometimes people don't come back from that. Um, or some people come back better. I mean, look at Ronda Rousey. She wasn't a real fighter. Right. A real fighter would have been like, hold on a second. You know? Hold on a second. I'm not ready to go back in the ring after that beating she took. And then she went back in there and got even more embarrassed. Now she's just done disappeared. You see what I'm saying? It takes a lot for a person to call himself a real fighter to where it's like, you know what? I'm never going to let that happen again. And then you train and train some more and say, all right, now I don't want to I want to make it to where I don't get embarrassed like that. Just that Holly homegirl just lumped her up just with some boxing staff. Now when you, when you get knocked out like that and you ain't a real fighter, 
now you're 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 pat you're 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 passive and you're like because you're thinking about like I don't want to get knocked out like that. McGregor don't care if he's a boxer, he's a football player, he's a slam dunker, he's a he's a tennis player. He's like you say you want to fight, you say you're the best fighter. Well, I say I'm the best fighter, and I'll drop weight to fight you, homie. That's how bad. I, that's how much I I'm, I call myself a fighter. How much I don't like you. This isn't right. like I don't like you and like. Let's 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 put a fight together. Let's get Don King or whatever, Bob Arum, and then put a fight. Together. No, this is like I don't care if you're in boxing. I'll learn how to box just to fight you, to, to to prove that you know I'm a real fighter and blah 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 blah. He's not worried about being embarrassed. He's not worried about the outcome. Money's not the issue here. Like there's certain people that that's just what they were born to do. Some people were born to play basketball. Some people were born to play football. Some people were born to commentate. Some people were born to act. That man was born to fight. And you gotta be careful of those those you gotta be careful of those dudes, man. You know, and I fought them. I fought people who that's what they wanted to do. And it wasn't so much about like, oh shit, he's tough. I I I'm twenty three and all as an amateur fighter. But that's what makes Mayweather special. It's like, okay, now I have to do what I have to do because this guy is crazy. This guy right. can't hurt me. But one thing I can honestly say is I can fight. And then you just you just do you, you, you do what you do. Definitely. Now, if there's a rematch that happens after that, okay, then so be it. But in the meantime, you got to be careful of a person who is a fighter. Mayweather, Mayweather as an entertainer and as a as a as a businessman, he made it past. It's almost like I made it to the place where like I can call the shots now. I don't have to actually really fight and risk my life or my legacy, or my belt. You see what I'm saying? Definitely. I don't have, it's not like I need money, so I'm not taking fights just because I need money, or I owe the IRS, or, you know, because I made bad deals with Don King. <laughs> you know, that was that was early boxing, where people didn't really have the best management, uh, or know what to do with their money. So Mayweather, congratulations, he made it to a place to where, like, he's a boss. That's, that's a good place to be. That's you know a good place to be. Kudos yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah, bro. You got to give it to him, man. I'll never take that away from him. For sure. He, 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 made it, he made it to where he is a boss. That's a good place to be. We're talking to one of the stars of Ray Donovan, which airs on Showtime yes, each and every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, actor Pooch Hall. Yes, sir. Pooch, let me ask you that. Let's go to Ray Donovan for a moment. Now, season five, Ray Donovan. You play a boxer, Daryl Donovan. What can we expect from Daryl this season? Well, we don't see Daryl. We don't. We don't see Daryl put the leather on. The only leather I'm putting on is on my shoes. Um, <laughs> is the only leather I'm putting on is my is on my feet. I mean, I am trying to become my own boss in a sense. I'm trying to become like Ray Donovan, if you will. Like, I'm now working with Ray in Ray's office. He finally gives me a shot to, to prove myself. Like, okay. Like, you say you want to work with me. You say you can do this. You say you can do that. You know, you've seen a lot more than you probably thought you'd ever seen in your life. You know, being around the Donovan family. But here's your chance. And so, working with Ray, you know, Daryl wants to be a part of this family 
findings necessary um, to where he finally gets a taste of power. And he starts, he starts to grow his own, his own uh, little start of an empire and make some, some power moves. But, you know, it's not without any, any sacrifices. Um, you know, and then it's going to make, it's, I know what I did in this, in this season it's going to be it's going to make it interesting as to what's going to happen in, in season six. Uh, it's going to be really really interesting because Daryl really Daryl Daryl flexes this year. Finally, okay. he gets All to right. flex. Is that exciting for you? Oh my God! Yeah, man. Like I've been. It's almost like no, it's like calling and because you know since we're sports guys and um, I use the sports analogy all the time. It's almost kind of like Imagine being, you know, when I was on the game and I came from that show, you know, being the leader of that show and what I meant to that show and to the fans and just the, the energy and the love I got. When I went to Ray Donovan, it was almost like I got drafted to the league. And okay. when you're going to a team that's got, you know, two Hall of Fames. So you have to wait your, you have to wait your time before you can start handling the luck. So, I mean, it's almost like you got Magic and Kareem on there. You know what I mean? And you right. Kobe Bryant. So it's kind of like, but, but, you Kobe, but you Kobe Bryant. Like, you can go. And, but, you know, you, you, you know you're not going to start over Magic and you're not going to start over Kareem. You know what I'm saying? And you got Warriors on there in a sense. So it's kind of like, imagine Kobe being drafted as a rookie on that team. He's not going to see that much playing time. But they're going to they're gonna develop him. And then his, his willingness to want to play and, and, and show what he's got. You're going to continue to work hard. You're going to kill every scene. Every time you touch the rock, you're going to try to drop dirty on cat. So for me, I was, I, I, I welcome every opportunity that I got uh, learning um, this, this, this system, learning this offense, um, showing up, showing up, you know, um, being present. Um, I finally, they finally give Daryl the lock this year. Um, and he gets to show a lot of things that he's been waiting to show. You know what I mean? Um, and I think the fans are going to be excited and take the Daryl. I mean, a lot of people always are asking me, well, when's Daryl going to do this? Or when's Daryl going to shine? Or when when they going to let you do something? And, you know, I am. It's almost kind of like I'm being groomed to where I can run the offense in a sense. Gotcha. So, you know, you got to learn. you gotta, you got to be patient. And, um, and, you know, just gotta, you gotta just show that you can, you can be coached and take direction and learn from these two, these two heavyweights. And so that's kind of what happened. And all of a sudden the producers are like, yo, it's time. And this year, you know, that goes off. So you're ready to drop off. 30. I'm ready to drop 30, bro. 81 okay. if I can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that's kind of how that's kind of how I approached it. And said, okay, well they let me they let let me, you know, handle the lock. So like, what you gonna do with it? So all sure. I can all I can say is that the fans and you know, the certain you know whatever critics see whatever I do, you know if they if it's received or not. You know, uh, I know I do my thing. Um, a lot of people said that I kill it this year. Uh, I felt I did, and I'm just I'm just ready for you know what's next. 
but being on Ray Donovan and having the stepping stone is, is, is such a blessing for us. You know, it's such a blessing. So let me ask you this. We know Daryl's spreading mm-hmm. his wings. We know you're about to drop 30 this year. What can we expect mm-hmm. from the show this year? I mean, season five, obviously a lot of people are talking. A lot of people, there's a big time buzz for Ray Donovan. What can we expect season five? Are we going to see some craziness? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we got the addition of Susan Sarandon, who is a, she's a boss in her own right. Um, and, you know, she's almost uh, um, a mother figure because you could see, because Ray's broken. Ray has, is so damaged from the life that he's lived and um, him trying to do right by his family. You know, he doesn't have the answers to his family. He may have an answer to everyone else. Uh, he may need his help, but his family is, 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 is where he just he can't get right. And so we see we see some upsets. We see this ginormous family puzzle that you won't really really understand it until you watch the whole season because it's almost like it's being told from type of t- type of timeline that's going to answer a lot of questions show some history, um, you, you're going to see these, these, these family members um, at, a, at a vulnerable place and, you know, what they're going to do to overcome the adversity and who, who, who's going to be loyal, who's going to sell who out. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, I think this is going to be the most complex season. And, and also, we're in season five, so you have to shake up, you have to shake up the, uh, shake the tree a little bit. Right. So, I think that when you guys see it, you guys are going to be uh, entertained. Okay. For sure. All right. We're talking to one of the stars of Ray Donovan, actor Pooch Hall. So, big things with Ray Donovan, obviously. What else is going on with mm-hmm. Pooch Hall? Well, I mean, I'm a big family man. Um, trying to raise my kids right. Um, I got a I got a 19 year old daughter who is uh, on developmentally delayed. She has cerebral palsy. Um, she graduated from high school last year. That's big. And um, she she's she's in an everyday fight, you know, to to be great herself. You know, and what's great about her that I take from her 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 story is that, you know. She can't walk or talk, but she's the most happiest individual on the planet. She's just happy to be alive. You know what I mean? And then I have uh, another daughter, another daughter who is kind of following my footsteps a little bit. She's an, she's an entertainer. She sings, she dances, she acts, she plays a little bit of basketball. And then I got my son, my, my nine-year-old son, who's just a, a monster. Um, he plays uh, basketball. He plays two great programs. He's about to be, he's getting transferred to a private school that has a better sports program that can help him in his development, especially when it comes to going to high school. And then I got an 18-month-old um, who is the the prince of the of the family who is going to take something from everyone and just probably just you know change the world, shock the world in a sense and. You know, my wife and I just try to, you know, give them the best life that we can. Um, you know, I am working to get my next gig, you know what I mean? Um, and, 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 you know, 
there's, there's nothing I can't do, man. Sky's the limit. For sure. Um, but I know Ray Donovan being Ray Donovan being a great platform for me. You know, first it started on the game, but now being on Ray Donovan has crossed me over to where I'm getting in some rooms with some heavy hitters. You know, That's you great. can follow me on Instagram at I I am Pooch Hall, and you can see you know updates on you know what's going on with me. Uh, seeing to my family life a little bit, um, and you know just how I move. You know what I mean? But um, sure. I got some things. I got some things popping. So yeah, hopefully in another week or two I can be able to put put that out on Instagram of my next up and coming project. So I like to show behind the scenes and stuff. Are, are you still rapping? Nah, man. <laughs> nah, I put the mic on the shelf. Okay. I mean, uh-huh. me and Consequence worked. We worked together a little bit on that that one time, and I was just like, Nah, Cons, you know what? I'm gonna leave this out of this rapper world to you. Okay. So right now, Consequence is doing his thing. You know, he's working with his son Caden right now. He's uh, he's a very talented young man. Um, and, and it's about the kids, man. It's, it's about the kids. I mean, I'm living my life and having a blast. Um, my kids and my family is a huge part of it. Um, but as far as me, uh. Like I said, I'm I'm working on getting my next gig, but there's nothing I can't do. Yeah, that's a good thing. That that's definitely a good thing. That's it. Before we get out of here, that's it. Obviously, you did big mm-hmm. things with the game for a long time. Do Do you feel like you're kind of stepping out of that shadow at this point in your career? Um, kind of. Um, I feel it's almost like uh, you know I'm growing up and I move I move on to the next chapter. Um, people always will say, you know, they, I, I hear it on Twitter or Instagram, like, you'll always be Derwin to me. I love you, Ding Dong, you know what I mean? Um, people miss the game. Um, and I'm very thankful for having that opportunity um, and getting to show my skills, you know what I'm saying? So I think that as I move on in my career, it's something that I'm forever going to have that tattoo of Derwin Davis right. on my heart and on my, and on my arm. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to have, like, a tattered sleeve full of work. Like, you know, <laughs> like a Conor McGregor type of arm. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I want all them tattoos to mean something. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I got to play Muhammad Ali in the film Chuck, which had a limited release, which uh, should be out soon, uh, either on yeah. DVD and Showtime. Um, and, you know, it's on an adult's purpose, um, where getting that taste of that crossover um, super Hollywood type of life, you know what I mean? It's just like, I want to be in those films. I can be in those films. I prove I can be in those films. So now it's got to just continue to work and uh, keep striving to be great. For sure. So do you keep in touch with anybody from the game? Are you, you still cool with those guys? Yeah, I talked to I talked to Gabrielle Dennis. I haven't really seen anyone. Um, I spoke to Kelly Pitts, who just got married, Brittany Daniel. Okay. She just got married. Um, but Gabrielle Dennis, who played Janae, um, she is a very good friend of mine. Uh, we became close. She's like my sister. She just worked on Luke Cage. She had her okay. show on um, Fox, um, Rosewood with Mo, with Mo Chestnut, which uh, he's a friend of mine. Like, just really happy for them. Um, my barber, Jigga, you know, at Jig Cut Me, who's got her hair and also plays the bodyguard, played big right. on. Uh, Okay, uh, I know you're talking about. He's, he's still, yeah, and PJ Byrne, who played my agent on the show, Irv. Okay, Nick, all right. He's killing it. He's killing it. Um, 
we uh, we're going in together, getting Lake uh, Clippers tickets this season. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm very happy for you know the people who helped me, you know, live helped me uh, on the get on the game. And you know, I talked to Kenya Barris, who is the actual producer of Blackish, who's also a writer on uh, the game. Um, you know, just ran into him, Kenny Smith. You know, there's it's a, it's a lot of love there, man, and a lot of history that you can't forget. So, uh, sure. you know, that's who I talked to. And, uh, All right. Sounds good. So let me ask you this. Can you give the fans a freestyle before you get out of here? <laughs> you said what happened? Can you give the fans a freestyle before you get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me see what I got. Let me pull something out of the... Uh, I have the the, uh, the archives. All right, let me see. Let me see. Uh, uh. Yo, I hear everybody out there hollering. People saying, "What is that?" Say, it's Pooch Dog. Yo, he's on Ray Donovan. Yeah, he left the game, stepping up to the big leagues. You know me, the Pooch D O Double G. Yes, I'm with a family. It's kind of twisted. But yo, when you were burning me, you call me Mister Donovan, Black Irish. In case you didn't know, and I'm not going slow. I'm going fast, up into the sunset, like Wild Wild West. Blasting them fools. Yeah, you better wear your vest. Because I'm coming with the heat. The heat, you know me. So one day, I'm going to be grabbing that piece of gold from the cat in mouth. Bars. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> so, fans, make sure you check this man out each and every Sunday on Showtime. Ray Donovan. Airs on Showtime each and every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central on Showtime. And make sure you hit this man up on Twitter at I am Pooch Hall. Excuse me, I am no, Instagram, Instagram. No, uh, Instagram as yeah, well. Underscore, uh, uh, Instagram is I am Pooch Hall and Twitter is I am underscore Pooch Hall. Okay, all right. So let, let me make sure I got yeah. this right. On Twitter, I am underscore Pooch Hall. And then on Instagram, I am Pooch Hall. So you can support all the great things going on with actor Pooch Hall. Pooch, absolute pleasure, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Look forward to doing it again. My man, I appreciate you, Pete. Take care. You too, dog. Pooch Hall, actor. One of the stars of Ray Donovan. I want to thank Pooch Hall for stopping by. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgang, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter, at go for Gant, and support all the great things going on with Paul Gant. Also, go to the website, goforagainsports.com. For everybody here, go for it. We hope that you have a great weekend. See you later. Take care.